So, Coach, I was thinking about the music for our routine. Really? We're going to skate to one song, one song only. Lady Hump by the Black Eyed Peas. What you gonna do with all that junk? All that junk inside my trunk? I'm gonna get you, get you drunk. Get you drunk off my lady hump. My hump, my hump, my lovely lady hump. I'm not skating to anything with references to lady humps? I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's gets gross. the people going. This is the Hot Dude Alert Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Davidson and Michael Stutz. So, what's today, Andrew? Today's the MLB trade deadline, or was, because it ended an hour and 50 minutes ago. So, we're recording this at 2.50 on, uh, if you have a Capri Sun, Uh, (laughs) we're recording this at 2.50 on Wednesday, July 31st, which is the MLB trade deadline. Uh, My goodness, (laughs) it seemed like it was going to be kind of a boring one, and then in like the last, you know, 10 minutes following the trade deadline, there was just boom, 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 just like... (laughs) Everything changed. Uh, the Astros got well, wait, wait. really before, good. Before we get into this, yes. Hot Dude Alert got mobile today. Oh, yes. New re- new recording location. We right are my recording house. at Andrew's beautiful house. Yes, thank you. In an undisclosed location. Shout out to my mom and dad. <laughs> 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 and so if there's a bit of an echo, it's because we're in... A very a echoey room. Yep. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. We the scenery is beautiful. Yeah, we got a nice view. My dog is here. What more could you need? <laughs> Yogi. Shout out Yogi. Yeah, shout out to Yogi. Great dog. Um, okay, now. Now it's the Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, kind of started like, well, kind of. It started very slow, uh, at least for just today. Because obviously before today, Marcus Stroman was traded from the Blue Jays to the Mets for what seemed to be a really light return and then it was really random too yeah kind of weird because they're not really um they don't really seem like they're going to be able to do much this year stroman does have next year under team control so you know they realistically could just flip him again in the yeah. offseason try and get something if they really don't believe in next year or they'll have a really really good rotation for next year as they will for the rest of this year um and then last night was probably the well, no, I don't want to say I was going to say the biggest for trade us, of the for us. It was the biggest trade, but, but I think Granky to the Astros today is bigger than this. But there was a three team deal last night, which was Trevor Bauer going to the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, the it was, so it was a three team deal with the Reds, Padres and Indians. Uh-huh. The Reds gave Yasiel Puig and uh, Trammell uh, outfield prospect to the Padres. And then the Padres sent Fran Mil Reyes and Logan Allen to the Indians um yeah we'll miss him but i mean we kind of knew one of our outfielders was gonna get traded yeah and it just with his lack of ability to play defense it really made a lot of sense for him to be the one that goes but he'll obviously be missed his lots of solo home runs (laughs) (laughs) but solo fran solo yes but yeah i mean that was a big big move for the padres um Definitely some risk there with sending away a bat with that much team control in yeah. Fran Mill, but I mean... He and for like nothing. I don't know. I wouldn't call that return No, nothing. no. I'm saying like we paid him nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, what we're taking on in salary is like nothing because yes. he's a prospect too. Yeah. So money-wise, it doesn't do a whole lot. Oh, I'm totally on board with the trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have no problem. No, no, There's no, no. a lot so of people I, who... Yes, yeah, some some people we know whose name won't be named, uh, many but who are dudes. listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some people were not thrilled, but... Uh, I mean, it, I I do get it because like it always sucks to lose a fan favorite player like mm-hmm. that, especially some with someone who dude, that has dude the was personality. Down. He was down for the cause. Yeah, he dude was got great. tattoo of dude has a tattoo of yeah, Petco Park and the San Diego Padres on his chest. Poor guy. Um, you know what? I mean, though? he's. I could totally see him somehow ending up back here, just in free agency signing some. Like if he say he if just the DH comes here eventually, yeah. I'd I'd take him back in a heartbeat. Oh, like sure. I totally understand the move. I'm gonna miss him. I did like him a lot, but. Have we told the Fran Mill story on the podcast? Did we tell it last week? I don't think we did. Yeah, so uh, Fran Mill and I, we have a complicated history. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. But so... Uh, so let's set the stage. Yes. Let's set the stage. Yes. So it's it's uh, after a Padres day game. Well, I think we need to give the context for what started this story. Okay. Our budding, our budding friendship leading up to this moment. Okay. So yeah. we... Uh, 
as we've mentioned previously, we work for the Padres organization and part of the job that we have is every home game we go out on the field and we'll throw out like balls and t-shirts and launch them out of t-shirt cannons, slingshot them, whatever. It's really fun. Um, and as part of that, we do it on the first base side and the third base side. So we're on, when we're on the first base group, there's this little tunnel in right field where we'll stand and hang out. And, uh, since Framiel played right field on the Padres, he'd oftentimes end up being like standing close to where we were. So when we'd be standing there waiting, we'd be looking at him and we'd always see <laughs> us looking, he would always see him looking over at us. And so one game I just decided to wave at him and he waved back at me and like, this just kept going for a while. And, uh, and then one day, <laughs> <laughs> so it's post game. What yeah. is, it, is it a day game? Cause me, yes. you and was it? Co- it was Cody. Cody went to uh, the bar afterwards. Yeah. I went to social tap to celebrate. I, I'm assuming it was a win. Um, because he was pretty happy after the game. Yeah, he was. So Fran Mill is standing in the uh, in the tunnel underneath the stadium where we walk out with his girlfriend and children. Was were they? It's there? like I don't know what the relation is to him. It's I've I would see them a lot in the tunnels after the game. Um, it's just like his. I would assume family, friends. Yeah. I don't know the relation, but so, his group. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're in the middle of a conversation, and he sees Andrew walk by and stops him. And in my best friend impersonation, he goes, hey, my mate, hey, my mate, I got to let you know, whenever I look over there, I'm just lining up with first base and the exit sign that's right there, all right? I ain't looking at you for anything else, all right? And so... He was totally playful about it. Super cool. He didn't mean anything offensive or anything like that. He was just messing around with Andrew. But we about lost our minds. One of the top five moments of my life up till this point. It was pretty great. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. Like you you, that's you totally got to see and interact with him as a person. Yeah, it was just like it was really nice. And I mean, he's just like this big, joyful guy. A lot of fun. So he'll be greatly missed here. But. I think in a baseball sense, that trade made a lot of sense for us. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I was looking into uh, Trammell, it turns out he's not so doesn't project so much to be a center fielder as he will to be a really good uh, left fielder, mm-hmm. just because his arm isn't good enough to play right field. But I mean, it, he's got above our. He was the MVP of the uh, the futures, futures game, game yeah. two years ago. I believe it was two years yeah. ago, and then what it was this past one where he stole home but got called out, right? Yeah. Or was that yeah? But anyway, so he he's uh, he's someone who could develop into a really nice piece for us. His player comparison uh, has been Carl Crawford, but with good defense. I'll, so I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, he had a I forget how long the stretch was when he was with the Rays, where he was so good. But I know he peaked as like a seven WAR player, I think, one season. So I mean, take that in a heartbeat. Exactly. If that's I mean, big risk in this trade, obviously, but considering it's a back end of the rotation starter and then someone who is. 100% supposed to be a DH. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a good risk for us to for take. A, for the number 30 prospect and the number one prospect in a team's organization. Yeah. For what we gave. Obviously, it was a three-team deal. Yeah. And a lot of people thought the Padres were going to get Bauer or we yeah. were going to go after Bauer. Yeah. But so that was – I think that was the most – as surprising, not most because, you know. Right. Again, Fran Mill. But I think the most surprising part to me was that – we were involved in a trade for him, but we did we not didn't end up to. with Bauer. I know. I saw, because uh, I have Trevor Bauer on my fantasy team, so I was just kind of not looking at his stuff specifically that night, but I was just kind of looking at fantasy things, and then I saw a bunch of stuff saying, like, Bauer to the Reds, and I was like, oh, dang, that's a big enough trade on its own. And then I clicked on it, and it's, like, involved in a three-team deal in the Padres, yeah, and I was like, that. what the yeah. heck did we give? And it was just, like... I mean, my initial reaction was, okay, that's got to be one of Fran Mueller Renfro. But then it was also kind of wondering, like, who did we get? Because yeah. the Indians have a lot of pitchers we've been linked to. We were linked with Corey Kluber and Trevor Bauer in the offseason. You had to figure when Bauer was included, it wasn't going to be another pitcher. Yeah. But, yeah, just craziness. So definitely was not expecting to be involved with a trade for Trevor Bauer and definitely was even more not expecting to not be getting Trevor Bauer. Cleveland trade. got a haul. They did. They got really good. That was what I was just about to say is that's been their knock this year is that they have the good rotation. Um, I mean, it's been banged up health wise. Obviously, Kluber broke his arm a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. Carlos Carrasco, unfortunately, has been dealing with uh, leukemia this season, which is really tough. He's a great guy. Um, 
I mean, it's sounding like there's a chance he could come back this year, which would be great for them. But then, I mean, you've got Bauer, Shane Bieber, Zach Plezak's come up and done well. They have a lot of pitching options. So to get what they got for Bauer and Yasiel Puig and Fran Mil Reyes, yeah. two huge additions to that offense, that makes them they're they're like they're their a legitimate contender. Is, is I mean. It's better. It's very interesting now. It's better because it was pretty rough. I mean, Oscar Mercado came up a couple weeks ago and has been doing well. Um, but, I mean, adding Yasiel Puig and Fran Mil Reyes to any offense is going to make it better. Mm-hmm. So they'll be really interesting. They went from a team that you kind of struggled to see how they could make it deep in the playoffs if it wasn't like uh, everyone on their offense caught fired and their pitching just dominated. Yeah. Now you can see where they have a realistic path to a deep run to the playoffs until the... <laughs> Houston Astros went out and got themselves another top starting pitcher in Zach Granke. God, that was, I think, that was for me the biggest trade of the yeah, definitely of the deadline. That made in totally my totally out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, because it you had to assume the Diamondbacks were probably listening to offers on Granke, mm-hmm. but there was nothing really that I heard at least or saw saying that it was looking like he was going to get traded today. Uh, you just kind of didn't hear anything, and then out of nowhere, the Astros land Granke. Mm-hmm. And that, in my mind, may I mean, if we're guessing right now, it's a, probably a very safe bet that it's going to be Astros-Dodgers World Series rematch. Um, I mean, I think I took a picture of it, so let me pull it up on my phone. MLB Network, which I was basically watching all day today, put up a graphic that they now have. Yes. Okay. So the 2019 leaders in WHIP, Justin Verlander, number one, Zach Granke, number two. And I don't know if this is a typo or if... Uh, I don't believe it's a typo. Number five, Garrett Cole. So they have three of the top five leaders in whip for starting pitchers, which is just... And I have two of those three on my fantasy team. Yes, you do. It's crazy. They're going to be really fun to watch. If they stay healthy, they're going to be dominant. That's, I mean, easily the best rotation in the league. Before, it was probably the best rotation. Before it was up there, that, I mean, you've got Wade Miley as a four, who's been pretty solid. I mean, he's nothing crazy special, but he's solid. Yeah. And then you've got... I mean, if he was on the Padres, he's a number two, so... Yeah. Um... And then you've got a fifth spot of uh, they just traded for Aaron Sanchez from the Blue Jays. He led the uh, American League in ERA in, I believe, 2016. Um, He's someone that likely may end up in the bullpen or kind of work as like out of the bullpen spot starter kind of guy. But another potentially really quality piece um, for the Astros. I mean, they they were already good. They've already been known to make good pitchers even better. It'll be interesting to see. How much, if at all, Granky improves? I mean, even if he doesn't, that's still a really, really, really good rotation. Um, just crazy. I mean, that was completely out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, I, it was pretty fun having, um, I would, like I said, I was watching MLB Network just because they have guys like John Heyman, Ken Rosenthal, everyone come on and kind of break news. And seeing uh, Ken Rosenthal's face before he got to tell everyone that Zach Granky had just been traded to the Astros was pretty fun. All their reactions were, obviously, they were freaking out Um, because it was pretty funny, too. They'd just been going on and on about how this deadline was kind of boring and Mm -hmm. teams didn't really go out and And do anything. And then it just went off. Yeah, and I mean, with the Granky craziness, there was a trade that got made really close to the end, too, that I uh, thought was a really good one and one that I, like, before it was announced, I was like, how on earth did the Tigers not trade? It uh, was Nicholas Castellanos going to the Cubs, which is a great move on their end because I believe he's a free agent after this year. Um, their outfield hasn't been hitting too well. Um, I know they've got Hayward. It's tough to say what positions they really play because Joe Madden likes to move everyone around. So in the outfield, you'll see like Albert Almora, Jason Hayward, Kyle Schwarber, Bryant will play out there sometimes, uh, just kind of a variety of guys and getting a bat like Castellanos is huge for them. Um, I mean, he's not going to be someone who plays good defense, but his bat in that lineup will be pretty fun to see uh especially see how that plays out in the playoffs um another team that acquired a bat was one that you wanted to talk about was Corey dickerson going from the pirates to the phillies yeah that was interesting to me yeah they kind of are uh they have an interesting i mean they i i don't remember if he's still hurt they they traded for bray juice jay bruce uh bray juice you know bray juice uh they traded for jay bruce earlier this year um and Dickerson, not a super similar player to Bruce, but just someone who's definitely like bat first. That's a, I mean, that's a crowded outfield. That's now. a very crowded outfield. Uh, 
they did just lose McCutcheon, so getting some depth will be nice. Well, not just lose. I mean, that yeah. was like a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. I think, at this point, maybe two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, especially in a hitter's park like the Phillies play in, that could be a really interesting acquisition for them as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Just we, the, like the Granky thing about Granky Moore has just completely derailed my train of thought. On well, everything no, else. I mean, like, yeah. okay, so let's go back to the Padres. Okay. So, l- like, one of the another last minute was oh, yeah. Brad Wick for Carl Edwards Jr. I like that move a which lot. Which we were talking about this right before. It's total AJ Preller. Like, he, he, he saw a guy he wanted, and obviously he made it happen. And it, you know, a lot of people are still iffy on AJ. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. He delivered. He delivered Fernando. He delivered yep. Manny, and he delivered and Hosmer and Paddock and all these guys who are we can see as keys to our future success. Mm-hmm. So if he sees a guy like it's Trammell, right? It's not Trammell. I thought. I don't know. I, I haven't heard him say his name. I think it's Taylor Trammell. I'm okay. just gonna go with that because I saw it was a weird pronunciation. Gotcha. Because it's not like Allen. Right. And so, okay, so we'll say Taylor Trammell. And then now we have Carl Edwards Jr., who I don't want to use the word floundering, but. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been great. But what do the Padres do better than any other team in the league? They take guys who don't, who aren't playing to the up to their potential or very well at all. And, I mean. Pitcher specifically. Yes, pitcher yeah, specifically. Uh, and Darren Balsley is like. Black magic. It is. This dude's got to deal with the devil or something. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, just the past couple of years, obviously, Kirby Yates is one that comes to mind. He went from pretty much nothing with the Rays to being one of the best closing pitchers in baseball for uh, us this year. Brad Hand. Yeah, Brad. That's what I was going to say. Brad Hand, too. We got him off waivers from the Marlins. And that's that's for all the time things the Padres have struggled with over the years. The one thing they've been consistently great at is having quality bullpen pieces. Yeah, this year's been a little that's shaky. Like the history of the Padres, too. Exactly. Though. So I mean, this is just like for someone of the caliber of Bradwick to get the potential upside of Carl Edwards Jr. is awesome. How um, old is he? He's twenty six or twenty seven. I was okay. just looking. I can't remember. I wasn't sure if he was like mid so he's he, relatively yeah. young not super but relatively young i know we he is a f- not a free agent until i think like 2023 so we have some control under him which is nice and if we do what we do what we normally do hopefully we'll be able to yeah. either turn him into a, a solid piece of the bullpen or could flip, flip him, him. Yeah. exactly so that's for any Padres fans that maybe weren't super happy with the trade yesterday of losing a fan favorite guy in Fran Mill, AJ came back today and pulled off a, not a, a huge trade, but a really nice one. With It's one that could end up being one of the bigger steals of the deadline. So Yeah. Low risk, high reward. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of been his MO. Because, like, I mean, Wick has not been great for us. Not been stellar. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Yeah. Uh, but, so it's... You know, I think, and a lot of times too, is I'm a big believer in change the scenery. Yeah. So some of these guys who maybe have potential who aren't doing well with their current teams, you know, we've seen it in, you know, all it's honestly all, it's a thing in all sports, a change of scenery can do like wonders for a player. So wish him the best. And hopefully, you know, it's the same for Carl Edwards Jr. Yeah. I'm pulling up because the next uh, batch of trades I wanted to talk about was the Atlanta Braves. Chad will be very happy about this. Um, yeah, so they, uh, I mean, obviously their position player-wise pretty stacked. Uh, they've had a couple injuries lately with guys like Dansby Swanson and Nick Markakis um, going down. Dansby should be back soon, but Markakis is out for a while. But anyway, um, there we go. Uh, yeah, so the Nationals, their big thing has been rotation and bullpen. Yeah. Uh, their bullpen's been pretty bad. Um, not pretty bad. I shouldn't say that. It's just, it's been inconsistent and doesn't have a lot of depth. So they went into the deadline really needing relievers and they traded for, uh, the big one being Shane Green from the Tigers. Yeah, that's the one I saw. Okay. I did see that. Never mind. Yeah. So he's, uh, really solid reliever. Um, he started out the year really, really hot. And then I think I, I think. He was like one of those guys. I don't know if I picked him up or I like 
or I was gonna pick him up, and somebody else uh, picked him up because he was he was like really good at the beginning. Yeah, he th- he's always been solid. It's just being on a team like the Tigers mm-hmm. as a closer, you don't really get consistent opportunities. Yeah. Um, but going to a team like the Braves, that'll be good for them. I think his ERA is like just a tick above one this year, oh so he's, he's having a phenomenal yeah. year. They also traded for um, Mark Melanson from the Giants, another reliever who. The- in the past was really good, kind of been struggling a little bit, but seems to be turning it around lately. Um, and then I believe the third was Sam Martin, I think is his name. Uh, Chris Martin, just kidding. I don't know who Sam Martin is. So they traded for Chris Martin from the Rangers last night. Um, so they got three pretty quality bullpen pieces. They gave up seven prospects and only I think three of them were from their top 30 in their organization. So, and they're, and they're definitely looking to win right now. So yeah, for sure. I mean, it'll be tough for any team to take down the Dodgers. Or um, I mean now the, now the Astros too. So, oh, so I meant specifically in the national league. Yeah. Oh, Astros for sure. I, I, uh, I got you. Don't, yeah. yeah. It'll be tough for any team to get through the, the Dodgers to get to the world series, but they uh they put the effort in which was nice one thing i was surprised too was the completely switching gears here uh the yankees did like nothing yeah and i i think stroman was their big like i i i don't know where i was reading and i know it wasn't like a a, a report but it was uh there was a lot of uh rumblings that the mets might have done this just to mess with the like might have there was like they could have easily just traded for stroman just so the yankees didn't get him and it was kind of a joke, but also kind of like, no, this is this yeah. could actually be why they did this. <laughs> but because, uh, I mean, they have no business trading for Marcus Stroman, really. Yeah. I mean, I really just don't. But honestly, I don't get though, it. I don't get it. But they didn't give up anything. Yeah. For I mean, for what they gave up, like, it doesn't matter. Just like for for them, it was a great trade. They get a good pitcher in Marcus Stroman. Um but yeah, I mean, it, the Yankees were seemed to be linked to pretty much every starting pitcher that was available. They were checking in on uh, Zach Wheeler from the Mets as well. Uh, Robbie Ray was one they were linked to a lot. Um, I don't know how well that would have gone for them. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know anywhere near as much as teams in front offices do. But as Robbie Ray being that like strikeout fly ball pitcher that kind of pitcher doesn't really profile well at Yankee stadium yeah. <laughs> as we've seen with James Paxton this year. Uh, that doesn't always pan out super well. Um, so it'll just be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with them this year. Cause they, their rotation has been really bad lately, like really, really bad. Uh, they had a stretch where I don't remember if it was like five or six days where their starters gave up, I think like five or six runs each. Yeah. It's, I mean, Paxton's been struggling. Tanaka has not been good. Sabathia just went on the injured list. Domingo Herman's been good, not great, but he doesn't have, you know, he's going to have like some form of innings restriction. Uh, Luis Severino was a guy that, you know, obviously was going to be their ace coming into this year. He has not pitched the season. They don't know what extent he can come back. So, for the Yankees to have not done anything is n- not great. Uh, I think they're just, you know, the Yankees are a team that's always, I mean, not always, but a lo- majority of the time is they live by the bat. They die by the bat. Yeah. So especially in the, um, the stadium they play in. Yeah. I mean that that's, it's literally the, if you're, it's, it's almost the exact opposite of Petco park. Yeah. If you're, if you're a guy who, has just sheer power. You're not going to like playing in Petco. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, that's why, and that's why to have Renfro and Franmil be able to be top five home run hitters at Petco Park. I mean, imagine if they played for the Yankees and they got the same at bats and they saw the same pitches. Crazy. It'd be nuts. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an interesting deadline. There were a lot of, very small moves um like nothing crazy really Re- nothing that really the, it was the two big big trades and then everything else was kind of like lower tier yeah staying on baseball though not trade related okay yasiel puig <laughs> oh yes i know where you're going with this honestly he's probably one of I liked him when he was with the Dodgers just because I like guys who go against the mold. I am somebody who is 
amongst our group at least, I hate good old boy baseball. I hate I hate that baseball is afraid to change. You don't like the baseball grumps who don't like no. all the new like, new era stuff, the b- emotion. Like I'm, I'm a, the same way. I'm a I hate bl- okay, that like you stuff. might not be this. I'm a believer that the steroid era guys should be in. Like, oh, I I okay. agree. I agree. Like Barry, I mean, regardless of you know, he still had to hit the balls. Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame, the commissioner at the time. Yeah. He allowed all that to happen. Exactly. If he if he's in, the other guys should go in. For sure. I think agreed. Completely sidetracking for me just really quickly. Barry, I think, should be in the Hall of Fame, even though I he obviously cheated. Yeah. He went from a surefire like inner circle Hall of Famer to the potential best player of all time. Exactly. The steroids did not take him from nothing nope. to what and he was. Alex Rodriguez, same thing. Exactly. I'm exact same way. And so but back to Yasiel Puig, mm-hmm. people hate him because of his attitude, and I get that he does have times where he has, you know, he has done some really like, you know, some questionable stuff. Exactly, like he's he's guy he's a guy that a lot of times is a guy that you <laughs> want. Andrew's pouring his. I'm pouring my drink, and so you can hear it in the background I'm a little. Sorry, bit. no, it's I'm okay. Thirsty, I'm parched. But, okay, Yasiel Puig is, like, a guy that if you are playing against him normally, you absolutely hate his guts. But if he's on your team, he's kind of a guy that you kind of just got to love. Case in point, the Pittsburgh Pirates are not a big fan of Puig. Exactly. After, what, half season of him? Oh, yeah. I mean, that guy's – what is he? Fought him three times almost? It's insane. But, okay, Yasiel Puig is a guy who was traded to the Cleveland Indians, and 20 minutes after that – Got into or you know backed up his pitcher and onto that that pitcher was Amir, Amir Garrett, Garrett. Amir Garrett, one of the most gangster things I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I don't think I've ever seen a pitcher charge a dugout. Yeah, I've never seen that. So first of all, Amir Garrett, hot dude of the week, hot dude of the week <laughs> of the of the decade. Oh my God! What yeah, a, like that is that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I I was. And he's, I didn't realize how big he was. He's a big dude. Dude, he, big like, guy. He, he made the coach look small and then he ran over and he was taller than all the other players. So, yeah. But, you know, you want guys like that on your team. And I wouldn't say, I want guys like that on my team. The San Diego Padres do not want like guys like that, <laughs> obviously. We didn't even throw at Madison Bumgarner after hitting Fernando or Rizzo Tart- a couple years or, ago. Or Rizzo, after he exactly. With hedges. But Tatis is a different beast, okay? Yeah. You, you touch my yeah, boy. No, you don't mess with him. No. Yeah. No, that was – I mean, it's so rare to see, like, a true fight in baseball because usually what you get is a pitcher who doesn't like someone who, like, pimped a home run, throws at the batter. The batter, like, gets hit his next at bat. He looks unhappy. He kind of walks towards the mound. The catcher gets out in front of him. There's some yelling after, like – a minute when everything's done, the bullpens run in, everyone stands there, and then it's done. Yes. Like, it's really boring. He, I mean, it's he, so stupid. This was Amir insane. Amir Garrett ran at, into the dugout, or almost into the dugout, swung on a dude. Yeah. That, and it, the craziest thing about that, too, was the Reds manager had been ejected. I think it was the last inning, David Bell. He came out of the clubhouse after having been ejected that. already. He came out, went straight after the pi- Clint Hurdle. There we go. I was about to forget his name. Went straight after Clint Hurdle, who's the Pirates manager, was like trying to get at him, was losing his mind. Uh, this was one thing they were talking about today uh, on MLB Network. They're saying, I guess the record for longest suspension for a manager was eight games. This guy will probably get like 10. Well, that's what they're saying. This is going to be like double digits for sure because he... Was I believe ejected? yesterday set the record for most ejections, most times ejected <laughs> in a season. Nice. I don't know if it was specifically for first year managers or overall. I think well, he's when been you're a, the manager for the Reds, you probably yeah. are just like he's been ejected. I think seven or eight times. Um, so he had already been ejected, came back out, escalated the situation further, and was going after the opposing team's manager. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. I, I I cannot think. The only thing I can kind of think that's close to this was last year. Um, the Tigers and the Yankees were playing, and they had like a really crazy back and forth. But even that was nothing really compared to this. This is like the craziest baseball fight I think we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it was like a, what? there was a fight a couple of years ago with the uh, Rockies and somebody that was like. There was one with the Padres. 
Was it Padres Rockies? I don't know. Yeah, it was at the I just remember start of Nolan Arenado like Yeah, it was square. the start of last year. Okay. Yeah, it was Luis Perdomo threw it yep, in. Yep, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Um I mean Padres for being as conservative an organization, we have some historic fights. So yeah. I always remember the Chris Young and Derek Lee from the Cubs. I don't mm-hmm. know why that always that one always sticks out to me, which was hilarious because Chris Young, for anyone who doesn't know, was six ten. So his arms were so long, he literally just stuck out one of his arms. Derek Lee couldn't reach him, and then he was just swinging. It was great. It was the, it was like a, the old cartoon fight. Yeah, where they just like hold the hand out, and then like the little guys like running, and <laughs> yeah, it was great. Baseball fights are usually weird, but we got a rare, really yeah, good one. It was fun to see. Like I'm a, I'm not a big fan of how pitchers, uh, like guys like Madison Bumgarner especially, who get so offended when guys smack a dong off them, and then pimp that sh- stuff. Good save. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to. I want to get the uh, non-explicit mark on the yeah. on the thing t- this week. <laughs> but uh, they get all pissed off because you you know you don't you shouldn't be uh you shouldn't be bragging after hit a home run off of me of some stupid stuff. But then that same guy, Madison Bumgarner, will strike out a guy and almost Loses yell. Mind. He'll yell yeah. in their face, and. You, it's it's stupid to me, and Madison Bumgarner is a big dude, so there's probably not going to be too many guys who are going to rush the mound. Yeah, but he has never walked into another dugout, so this for me is like <laughs> big ups, big respect, big ups for Amir Garrett. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. It's because baseball's in kind of a weird time where it's we're towards the end of it now, but especially the last few years, it's been like this weird transition where all of the older players who weren't into like data analytics, you know, like launch angle, all that kind of stuff, the fly ball revolution that has very drastically changed the way that baseball's played, the new way that pitchers are handled. Um, and this whole let the kids play movement that MLB has going, they've all started to kind of just either get over it or have started to like exit the league, not because yeah. of that, but just due to age. So it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be a few uh, stragglers who don't ever eventually get up to speed. Um, but yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, you in the past, you would never see the kind of like watch the home runs, like the bat flips, yeah. which is fun. Like, yeah, it's exactly. fun. It's just You're like bringing in viewers. Yeah. And there's a reason why the balls are juiced. They can say whatever they want. <laughs> those those balls are as juiced as Barry Bonds was. So, yeah, it's. It's crazy because you, you really would like you have to wonder because I know Rob Manfred has said repeatedly, we have not done anything to the balls. Well, we have so not done anything to he's, modify he's, it. I've, he's been very smart with his words. Yeah. He's like, I we have never told them to do anything with the balls. So if anything's been done with the balls, it's been done without our knowledge and behind our backs. Right. So there's like there's three things with that, too, though. So one is like. I don't know what's worse, MLB not knowing what's going on right. with their balls or doing it intentionally and then not saying anything, which you, you can't imagine that Manfred would come out and explicitly say repeatedly, we are not doing anything, we are not doing anything, because then if it comes out that they are and they're lying, first of all, I don't know why you would lie about it. Yeah. It's just like, it, it'd be like the NFL saying we made a more aerodynamic football that's easier, th- that's, or, or that, you know, it's easier to throw, tighter spiral. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever. Easier to catch. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. I don't remember. I didn't. I did not think we were going to be able to talk about baseball this long today. I know it's amazing. This is like well, right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, like <laughs> last night. Nice baseball even, pun there. <laughs> last night, even <laughs> we uh, we were like, okay, I guess we can talk about the Padres trade for a yeah. little while because it was a big trade. But even still, it was like, what else? And then today was fun. And then. I did not like late last night they had the big fight and so I was just like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this could yeah. be this could be a good one. Yeah, one little uh I don't know how much long you want to stick on baseball, but one more thing that I do want to However long you want. Heck yeah, I could talk about it for hours. Um one thing we started talking about last night after uh the f- I'm gonna refer to it as the Fran Mill Reyes trade because in my heart he's the biggest part of that trade. <laughs> after the Fran Mill Reyes trade, um with trading away two guys that are currently on the major league roster for another prospect that kind of signals that we're giving up on this year as we should. I don't really, I personally never believed that the 2019 Padres were a playoff team. I thought we were going to be a much better team than we had been and close to being like a really good competitive team, which I, I 
f- still firmly believe we will be next year. Um, but with that being said, mm-hmm. that kind of got looking forward to next year, seeing like what that might look like this off season, what things could happen. And we started looking at our payroll and we started getting very excited because as it stands, even with Manny Machado, Eric Hosmer, uh, Will Myers money, the oh, Padres are 24th. That was what yes, I said. 24th. 24th. And then you said after we get rid of, there's like 200 or 200, $20 million in like dead money. Yeah. It's about 20 or 24 million just from guys like Hector Oliveira. I think James Shields, this is the last year of his money. And then Phil Hughes, uh, after that drops off, that's 20 million more down. And then we're down to what? 20? Like 27 or 28, oh which is insane because Beautiful. yeah, we, we are definitely well equipped to be much higher than the 28th payroll and 28th ranked payroll in baseball. Um, and I mean, we, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of big name free agents coming up. Yeah. Garrett Cole. I'm that'd a big Garrett Cole fan. That'd so be that'd great. be awesome. He'd be a great ace to have. Don't think he'll come here, but that would be great. You never know. Yeah, I I said the same thing about, about Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Exactly. We, we, I mean, everybody. I think everybody in San Diego, well, partially because of the way the reporting was being done, but everybody in San Diego thought Harper before Machado, and then the whole time it was Machado, hundred percent. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Every now and then, I still like when we're working. And the PA announcer is like, Manny Machado. His picture's up there. I'm just like, I'm like, I still don't believe he's on our team. Like, I'm just like, this is like Manny freaking Machado (laughs) is the third baseman for the Padres. And we have him for at least four more years. Yeah, probably more. Probably the full 10. I don't know. I don't know if he'll opt out. I hope he doesn't. I don't don't think think he's going to make that much money anywhere else. Yeah, I don't don't see him getting a, a better deal than five years. 150 million as a 30 year old, but who knows? Yeah. But man, Um, it's fun to have him staying with sports. I I do want to touch some of the, the geekier stuff later, but staying with sports, CJ McCollum for the Portland trailblazers got a huge extension, huge three, uh, three years, hundred million, which makes them him and uh, Dame Lillard. I want to say like top three, I don't. I'm. I'm Duo? gonna say top three, like highest paid right. duos or backcourts in the NBA. Maybe even number one. I think the only one that would come close would probably be like James Harden and Roy Westbrook and Westbrook now. But I mean, God, that was huge. He deserved it. But just want to touch on that real quick. I would usually talk about it longer, but I. I. That's all that I really <laughs> need to say. <laughs> but um. But a couple things happened in the NFL that I thought were super funny. One, not funny, but deserving. Michael Thomas is now the highest paid receiver in the yeah. league at what? Five I years? think it was a hundred. I know million? it's a hundred million and I think it was sixty one million guaranteed. guaranteed. That's which the is guaranteed the highest money guaranteed. Is, is the yeah. Money. Let me look up the specifics. But he tweeted a video that is of a coach in a locker room and he just goes, Tell him to bring me my money. Yeah! <laughs> and it was just it was just perfect. But also too um, I guess either today or yesterday, I want to say it was today at uh, Cowboy or Redskins training camp. Right outside of the Redskins training camp facility, there's new construction being done. And apparently the people or the some of the construction workers are Cowboys fans. And they put up a Cowboys flag that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. And so it faced the, the players while they were working out. And they were not happy about that that's at hilarious. all. They were... Uh, uh, you know, it was outside of the facility, so they really couldn't do anything about yeah. it. But I mean, you've got to you've got to think that somebody from the t- organization went over there and was like, "Take that stuff down now." Yeah, but that's it hilarious. was it was funny because they were being uh, a couple of players were being interviewed afterwards, and they were like, they were, you know, they were salty for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's my that's my football. I, you know, it's preseason's coming up. We'll do a lot more football stuff. I know that Andrew had the great idea and I don't know if we brought it up yet. We want to do the draft live with all the guys Yes. and I don't know how we're going to do that. Maybe me and him will have mics and then I have a couple other mics that we can use. And when guys are being picked, we'll do it NFL draft style where so, uh, I apologize now. Some of the names, maybe mine included will be a little vulgar. Yeah. 
I'll try and keep it, you know, PG-13. We'll see, though. I think Y7 is a better rating restriction. What's Y7? It's like the kids' show. Remember, it's like YG, PG, PG. Oh, I didn't know why. It was Y7. I was hoping for NC-17. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> but, um, but really quickly, sorry, just before no, no, we get away it. from Michael Thomas, it's five-year, $100 million extension. That's what I thought. $61 million in guaranteed. He is the highest paid wide receiver in NFL history, and he's also the first non-QB offensive player to sign a $100 million oh contract. Oh, my God. There you go. And you got to think Julio is just uh, – he's he's got a big smile on his face because, I Ooh, mean – Oh, yeah. Did, he, when did he sign his contract, or when is he due for a new one? I, I mean, the, that's he, – Soon. He, he wants his money. Yeah. I think he uh, – either he's in his, like, second to last year or last year, but he wants his money. Yeah, I don't blame him. Uh, he has, let's see. Yeah, okay, so he has two years left on his deal. Yeah, but oh, he'll, yeah. he'll so get. He'll, he'll be very happy. Then we'll be backing up the Brinks truck. Did you see uh, Jalen Ramsey yes. arrive to Jags camp? Yes. That was hilarious. In a Brinks truck? Yeah. That is, I mean, Jalen Ramsey is like one of those guys that, so obnoxious, but so talented. You can't even, he came in the league and was probably the best cornerback in the league as a rookie so and he's definitely i mean last year was a down year for sure but he has way outperformed his rookie contract and you've got to suspect he's going to be one of the higher paid if not the highest paid cornerbacks in the league or he's going to walk so if i'm being honest i'm more excited for fantasy football than i am for the nfl season this year oh that for might sure. that might mostly be because i'm a new york giants fan but I mean, I don't know what you have to be excited about. <laughs> That's but. what I'm saying. I'm more excited for fantasy <laughs> than the season. Um, if, if Let's just say whoever has the first overall pick will be drafting Saquon Barkley. I called dibs already, so sorry, everyone. Andrew will he trade is mine. All I will trade picks. you my entire draft for Saquon Barkley. I'll pull right. a Ricky Williams. Right? That was Ricky yes. Williams? Yes. That was uh, Ricky Mike w- Dicka, right? Mike Dicka when he was with the Saints. Yeah. Gave That's the whole draft for yeah. Ricky Williams. Worth it in my opinion. I'm a big Ricky Williams guy. San Diego. I'm a big Saqu- I'm wearing a Saquon Barkley shirt you right are. now. That's I don't even remember that. You're wearing a nice is I'm that gray or blue? It's gray. I couldn't tell. Your sh- your your royal blue giant shirt is yes. reflecting onto it. So Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. That would explain it. It's okay. <laughs> but I yes. mean, you know, as when Sa- when uh when Eli leaves the Giants, I will be much more or much less aggressive towards Giants hate Jor- giant with my Giants hate. Yeah, no, I get that. I to- I completely understand the as a former Chargers fan not enjoying the fact that Eli Manning is. But still you know what? As long as the Chargers don't win, I don't care who wins. So <laughs> if the Giants win. Guess what? It's better than the Chargers winning. Yeah. One thing that I would love to have happen because, I mean, obviously with the drafting of Daniel Jones, that's about a 99.99% guarantee that Eli Manning is in his last year with the Giants. Uh, probably the last year in the NFL. Uh, thing I'm most excited before for post-retirement Eli is the potential of getting a Manning Brothers broadcast booth. That Eli be, and Peyton. They're actually both pretty funny. That's what I was going to say. Is I know you guys don't like him, but Eli is hilarious. His Him and Peyton's uh, SNL Yes. Uh, SNL hosting debuts were were some of the better ones. I loved the when Eli did it and they had the like big brother or the little brother program. Uh there was just like little brothers getting revenge on the big brothers. That was a really good yeah. skit. Obviously Peyton the <laughs> one with the kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's like verbally abusing Didn't them. he like uh was it like something uh, did he like put Peyton in the trunk or something? Well, like he that? put one of the kids brothers in the trunk oh, and then okay. he was yelling at him. He's like that's what you get, Peyton. He's like my name's not Peyton. He's like shut up. <laughs> yeah, no. Those were those were two great ones. Those are two of my favorite episodes. But yeah, no. It's been like a crazy week for sports. Crazy, crazy. I mean, there's been a lot of NFL injuries in training camp. I know AJ Green just had a surgery on his yeah minor knee. Uh, no, his ankle. Ankle. It, it started. He got carted off, and they thought it was a low, uh, low grade ankle sprain. And then he ended up getting surgery just to clear it out. And now he's gonna miss like a couple games. Couple games. Yeah. God, I that mean, guy can't catch a break. Huh. Well, he kind of did. <laughs> it wasn't uh, a break, I guess. Never mind. I was oh, thinking of Sterling Shepard fracturing his hand. I see what you did. That's there. what I was going for, but. Yeah, no, I'm well. With that note, the Giants lost their entire receiving core too. Golden Tate suspended for four games. I don't buy his excuse at all, saying he was like planning to have a kid with his wife, so he took some fertility 
pill and then he's like oh yeah it turns out it had a banned substance so i reported myself it's like oh yeah okay i bet so i think we have exhausted our sports talk for this week uh, we could probably talk about it for longer but you know that's <laughs> we do pride ourselves on being a little bit more uh diverse, diverse to roman's distaste apparently yeah he's like don't talk about that marvel star wars stuff yeah s- screw you man yeah that's why we, missed we love what we love <laughs> <laughs> yeah roman Ferrer. <laughs> i'm gonna be totally honest even after that whole time of our last episode where we said we didn't know how to say his last name i still don't know how it's, to say his last name. i know Ferreira. it's Ferreira. i know what it looks like i don't know how to say it and he's gonna be really upset again and i was it's so okay. sorry I hope roman. this is a rom- uh, uh, like a <laughs> this is something that keeps going on forever <laughs> this is how we're gonna get him on the podcast is just so he can tell us what his last name is <laughs> um but yes Comic-Con was what, two weeks ago Yeah, now? we're in San Diego. How, yes. how are we not going to talk about Comic-Con? We didn't get to go, so I mean, that's how well, we could not. Next year, we're going to be invited formally, so yes, it's okay. We'll be part of the media for the new, I don't know. I was going to say something Star Wars related, but they're not putting out a movie for like three years, I think, three or four years, so that'll suck. But yeah, it was Comic-Con. Was there any Star Wars stuff this year no, at Comic-Con? No, there... That's surprising because, I mean, the new Well, there was Star Wars out. stuff, but they didn't do anything for the movie because they said that J.J. said they want... it. J.J. Abrams said that they wanted to you know him on a first name basis yeah i know jj no um jj abrams the director for uh episode nine just said they wanted to keep working disney does have their uh is convention the right word d23 yeah so they have their d23 convention so much fun to go to that would so you you know you're gonna get something for rise of skywalker there um i believe there was some info on the shows i'm not positive i didn't really keep up with what was happening at oh uh, this year. i'm sure they touched on the mandalorian yeah i'm i i know they had uh their star wars did have a presence there but it was more of like the tv and book side not the movies um but one disney not affiliate but disney product that had a huge presence at comic-con and had a huge press conference was marvel and their announcement of phase four. Oh yeah. That we was, got a bunch of crazy info there. I think that was, I mean, y- we were at my, uh, graduation party. Yeah. And I just kept coming over to you with like, this just got announced. I, and this I'm just, just looking announced. at my phone. I'm just like, I know, I know. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. And then it's just like the craziest, like not craziest because we all knew it was coming, but it was just like, Oh my gosh. They like formally announced a crud ton of stuff. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, with the purchase of 20th Century Fox by Disney, you knew the Fantastic Four and well, that that X-Men wasn't even that. part of it. Well, that was so what I was going to say is you knew that was coming eventually. It wasn't announced for Phase Four, but they did say like we are working on this. This is in development. Well, so, so just to know that it's going to be relatively soon. Also, cool. too, it's I I, I want to say I read something where it's like uh, Kevin Feige is a huge um, X Men guy and he loves the mutants, and so. He wants to be able to bring them in at the right time where it's like perfect. Yeah. And so I could totally see once the hype of Avengers dies down, you know, with those superheroes, him kind of having um, the mutants take over. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I think that like the Avengers will ever die down. Yeah. I just think that they'll, it'll be a shift in like a paradigm of like what is the most popular thing just because new things are always more popular. Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, I, I read, I know that there's a mutant projects in work, like or, or right. in the works. It wasn't officially called like X-Men or anything yeah. like that. And I know they have like, there's like random X-Men shows. Like there's oh, like the, isn't the runaways and like something with like dark something. I don't know. I feel like I've, it's are you talking about the movie that just came out? Dark Phoenix. Oh yeah. Never mind. Oh. I thought that was a TV yeah. show. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I've I I'll watch it when it's on like HBO or something. I had never seen any of the X Men movies, like at all. Even like the standalone yeah. like Wolverine stuff. I just at a certain point I kind of just decided I'm like I know this is gonna come to Marvel the MCU eventually. Mm-hmm. I'd just rather wait to see it for it, how they do it, so I don't have any like. It's kind of nuts, man. Like, I don't think in even in my mind like. Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark is like the perfect representation of a character, right? But I mean, Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman, who Hugh Jackman, (laughs) Hugh Jackman. Looks like we're gonna get that explicit rating. (laughs) (laughs) Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is like, I get okay. He's not perfect because the Wolverine in the comics 
is like five two, like two hundred and sixty <laughs> pounds of like pure muscle. Yeah. But I mean, he he's such a good actor, and he was able to you know he was able to make me believe that this was what Wolverine was supposed to look like. Yeah. And so he he was great. And if if I don't think he will, but if they were able to convince him to come back ever and reprise that role, it would be absolutely. Because yeah, they have, I don't. I think I've told you about it maybe once or twice, but there's a, it's like a, I don't know what they're called. It's like a podcast technically, but it's, it's a, a scripted like, show. Kind of like a radio, like, yeah, like one of the old radio shows. Yes, exactly. And so it's called, well, it's Wolverine. Like the first one was the Long Night, and then this one is the I want to say it's the Lost Trail. It was kind of weird. They they. The first one was really good. Second one, they released a uh, an episode, and I don't know if they released it too soon or what, but they didn't release another episode for like two months. And then now they've been releasing episodes either weekly or bi-weekly. I, yeah, I, I remember you mentioning this. But it's it's going to be interesting to see how they handle Wolverine because that's a, such a weird character. Like I said, he's like 5'2". Are you yeah. really going to have an actor that short and that stubby? Danny DeVito oh <laughs> plays <God>. Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? That was the best thing ever. <laughs> That's like my one of my favorite. Like I love the Austin Powers movies, but when he comes out as uh, Mini Me, <laughs> like, oh man, that would be the most amazing thing ever. Wow, I can't think of anything. If it's not Danny DeVito, now I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> anything else where they do will be a disappointment. Well, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of short actors. I feel like most famous actors are kind of short. Isn't Tom Cruise really short? There you go. Tom Cruise, Wolverine. Tom Cruise, Wolverine. You heard it here first. <laughs> Breaking news on the Hot Dude Alert podcast. So that's what we do. Hot takes by hot dudes. Tom Cruise. He's like 5'6". Oh, okay. He's not that short. He's 5'7". Well, I uh, thought I thought he was... Bruno like, Mars is 5'2". Bruno Mars is Wolverine. You heard it here first. Whoa. Did we just cast Wolverine? We did. We need to call up Bob Iger and let him know that yeah. we've just casted Bruno Mars. Big Papa Bob. Yes. Um, so which of the new, f- so the phase four announcement was weird cause it's only a few movies mm-hmm. and a lot of TV shows and they have like, so there's like the animated show that they announced. That sounds the, cool. Like what if, I think. What if yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So what, that's what I was like, I was like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. It's like, uh, from what I understand, it's animated and they have the actors who play the characters voice themselves and it's like going back to hypothetical scenarios and being like what if this happened instead of this so it's like something that happened in a marvel movie and just doing an oh okay then that sounds Sounds interesting yeah yeah um were you gonna ask me what my yes so i was gonna say what out of everything that was announced for phase four are you most excited for is it one of the movies a tv show um let me think um i guess well, spoiler. I guess it's be. I guess um, Black Widow. Yeah. Because you know she dies, and so it's gonna be like her origin. I think. Yeah. Which is gonna be interesting, but that's a movie, right? Yeah, it's a movie. I'm. Is, but is that a movie on Disney Plus? No, no it's a, a movie. That movie. is a movie. Okay. That's. I think that's the next Marvel movie. Uh, that's gonna be David f- Harbor. Yeah, from Stranger Things is gonna be in. Yeah, David Harbor is gonna be in it. Uh, that's why I was gonna say I'm ex- I loved him as Hopper. Yeah, well, I love him as Hopper in Stranger Things. <laughs> whoops um yeah for me i was definitely as i said in the last episode i was really excited for shang chi because the guy who was my teacher was which was really weird to see him up on the stage with everyone there that was pretty cool Uh, that is crazy like very weird yeah someone i know uh but i have a new one that i'm the most excited for and that is the i forget the title for it but the new doctor strange that's oh, how, the it's horror gonna be, movie! It's gonna be like and a horror it's movie, like the Ma- Master of the Multiverse, or something like something that, something like or? that. And it's got Scarlet Witch in it as oh well. That sounds really cool because I, I, I've only seen the first Doctor Strange, I think only once, but I remember really enjoying it, and I really liked him a lot in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. So seeing that take yeah. that they do on it will I'm be a, really cool. Shoot, I, I might have to break the explicit. No, don't do it. Don't do it. Well. Benedict Cumberbatch has fans, and they're called Cumber. Oh yes, I am one. Yes, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Good old. Have you ever seen the video of him not being able to say penguins? 
Oh, penguins. Yeah, he's doing like the nature documentary. He says it a little different every time, and it's none of the multiverse are right. of madness. Boom. Multiverse of madness. But yes, he's like penguins, 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 penguins. Yeah, it just gets further and further. It's kind of like when you keep saying the same word or you keep hearing the same word in your head, it just like loses. You're like, that's not really a word. Do you ever say a word so much that you're just like, what is this? You feel like you just like. That's what I was just saying. Okay. (laughs) Literally what I just (laughs) finished saying. Sorry. (laughs) You're good. Um, But, okay, another one that, uh, well, Mahershala, is it Mahershala? I think it's Mahershala. Mahershala Ali. He was... uh, Blade, right? Blade. Well, he's going to be in Blade, and I loved the original Blade movies with... um, God, of course, I'm freaking blanking right now. Don't. This is disappointing. Sorry, guys. You can stop listening right now. I've never seen this before, so I'm. You've never seen Blade? It. No, I'm googling it. So give us a second. Sorry, guys. Again. Um, Wesley Snipes. God darn it! Gosh darn it! Wow, how embarrassing. Yeah, I for know. you. I was gonna say the guy from White Men Can't Jump because that is I also still a would great not movie. have known. Yeah. Well, I loved those movies. <laughs> obviously, you could tell, but um. They were they were really cool and really different. I had no idea at the time that Blade was a Marvel thing, mm-hmm. and so that was really cool because that was like a superhero movie that you didn't even know about. Was a superhero movie? What? What? Blade? Yeah, I said that was a superhero movie. Oh, I thought you were saying it's like a superhero movie that you didn't even know was a superhero no, that, movie. Oh, gosh, Andrew, we're we're gonna know. edit this part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are never gonna know it was here. Yeah, but yeah, like uh, I'm. I'm all about uh, the Blade uh, remake because that was really fun for me as a kid because it was definitely a movie I was not supposed to watch, (laughs) but I did. And, you know, it was like one of those castings, too, that one, I didn't even know they were in the works for doing that. I don't I didn't know that that was in the works. That was like a big surprise, right? But he is a perfect casting for that. Yeah. He was a. you know, I watched the Marvel shows on Netflix, and he was, um, gosh, was he Copperhead or Diamondback? I don't remember. But he played a villain in that show, that, and he did it perfectly. And he's obviously an amazing actor. He's in so many great things. So He was also in Spider-Verse, wasn't he? No. He, well, he yeah, was. Yes, he was. He was, a, uh, uh, he was the Prowler. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. like, I thought, for some reason, when you said Spider-Verse, I was thinking. The Far From Home. Yes. Yeah. But. Yeah, so he was the Prowler in Spider-Verse, which is really cool. Yeah, and he was really good in that. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sold. Sold. Boom. Book it. <laughs> but that's a really fun one. And something I kind of learned, uh, I was reading, uh, it's not confirmed, but it was Kevin Smith has a podcast called Fat Man Beyond. And <laughs> he had funny. a guest on. Yeah. <laughs> he had a guest on. And I don't remember who it was. But they were talking about how um, he asked him, did he think for um, Falcon and what is uh, Captain Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier. What is the is Falcon and Winter Soldier? That's what it's just yeah. called, right? Okay. Uh, about Falcon and Winter Soldier, but he was asking him the what does he think that does he think that Falcon would be dubbed Captain America? in the show or do you think they were going to wait that wait till a movie to really introduce him as captain the new captain america and he kind of said the sh- he well he didn't kind of say he said the show and he said but the government does not want him to be captain america racist <laughs> but <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> but yes yeah, so and that's kind of cool like i think that's a really cool premise because they you know captain america started as a government project and so the government feels they own they own the branding rights exactly for <laughs> it that, it'll be interesting um the other show is what wandavision and wandavision that's a really weird name a terrible name terrible name and what's the other one loki it's a, loki's loki. gonna be fun loki will be cool ju- it's just gonna be what he did after he got the tesseract tesseract in the other dimension which is really yeah. smart but sorry andrew's parents were here sorry, and i texted him his dad, Mr. Bill Davidson, Grillmaster Bill, Grillmaster Bill Davidson, was. We just didn't want the door to yeah, deafen all of you because it is very <laughs> loud. 
But anyway, um, the Loki show is going to be about how he got the Tesseract yeah. at, or what happened after he got the Tesseract when Captain America went back in time. So that's a really interesting premise because it's going to be a completely it's going to be the same character, obviously. Yeah. But and but a different character. Yeah. Because it's a different universe. Technically. Yeah. That, it's really smart because you don't like cheapen the blow of his death yep. in infinity war mm-hmm. but it allows you to bring him back and, and he can tom hiddleston so good he can do whatever he wants it's still basically the same universe but it doesn't affect anything in the movies this is getting me so hyped for disney plus oh my gosh i know like of all the things like that really suck about the fact that the thing that made netflix great is stopping and that like, it was just like everything in one and companies are now pulling it all apart disney plus is the only other one that i will ever pay for yeah it is they have just with Marvel and Star Wars, not even factoring in that they're going to have all of their old movies. They're going to have mm-hmm. the, all of the Simpsons. Yeah, that's nuts, too. I'm, I'm really totally excited about that. Yeah, they they have just so and I, I mean, Avatar, I'm sure will be on there, but I don't really. Yeah, I've already seen that. Like, which I don't is, really care yeah. about Avatar. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, James Cameron. I know you're <laughs> listening, but I don't care about Avatar. Is that all you were excited about for Comic-Con or? Um, like I said, I didn't really keep up with too, too much. Uh, Star Wars and Marvel are really the only two things I ever really pay attention to out of Comic-Con. Yeah. And I think Marvel kind of just like took, like they stole the show. That was probably every year, but probably why Disney decided not to do any Star Wars stuff there. Cause Mm -hmm. they're like, we're just going to let Marvel absolutely dominate everybody else and (laughs) make sure that everyone else feels really bad about themselves that they didn't just announce like five movies that are all going to make $800 million. Right. Yeah. So what isn't it? Um, did you see? Uh, gosh, Samuel L. Jackson has been a part of three billion dollar movies this year. Yeah, Captain America, or Captain America, <laughs> Captain Marvel, Endgame, and uh, Spy- Far uh, From Home. Far From Home. I yeah. almost did the same thing. Almost <laughs> Spider Verse. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I count Endgame. Like, technically, obviously, sure, he was in it for the funeral scene, but he was not. I don't. I know that's technically true. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he was in it for like twenty seconds at most. I'm sure he got paid like he was in it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I was looking at the breakdown of uh, Robert Downey Jr. How much he got paid for all of his movies? Oh my god, it's it is ridiculous. And when he first got started, I think we touched on this last week, maybe or last like last episode. I don't know if we did, but um, when he first got started, it was like five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm sure it was not much. But every movie went up just went up and up was it age of ultron that he was getting a percentage of the revenue from i don't know i know there was one where he was getting a percentage i don't remember if it was like up to a certain point of earnings or what or if after it made this amount you would get this percent of whatever it earned but i'm pretty sure there was one where on top of what they paid him to be in it he got a percentage of what it ended up making which is insane he got friggin paid yeah so his was like five hundred thousand dollars to be the original Iron Man, and then I think this last year for Endgame he took home seventy five million dollars for the movie. So I'm assuming that comes with like percentages of sales and stuff yeah. like that. But th- just in between is absolutely the fr- that's Insane. nuts. Craziness. Even crazier. Chris Hemsworth got one hundred fifty thousand dollars for their first Thor. Yeah, not no. even crazier because he was le- way less proven of an actor, but still, yeah, that's the I mean. first Thor also kind of sucked. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Oh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I yes, forgot about Thor: that. Love and Thunder. Wow, that's I can compl- kind of a tongue twister. Thor: Love, Thor, and, love thunder. and Thunder. Thor: Thor love, love and Thunder. thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder. But uh, Natalie Portman is reprising her role as Jane. Yes, and she has been confirmed to be. It is not Lady Thor. It is not Girl Thor. It is Thoris. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the Mighty Thor because that's who in the comic books. That's what she's called is the Mighty Thor. So mm. I will refer to her as Mighty Thor. Huge Natalie Portman fan too. She's like a genius, like yeah. literally. Yeah, she's like super smart, right? She's super smart. She graduated from Harvard. She was also uh, in the Star Wars prequels, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, she. I mean, she was, she was definitely a little pervy in those, but, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> oh, Annie, how have you've grown? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, 
she was she's she's gonna be great i know and taika waititi is gonna direct it yes with uh with taika waititi mentioned mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> after seeing the lion king yes which was awesome i really enjoyed it uh we kind of started talking about how many of these Disney like quote unquote live action remakes are coming out in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time. And I was, I was just kind of saying that like the lion King was really the only one that I've cared about. I saw jungle book just cause I did like that one when I was a kid, but like, it wasn't anything crazy. Um, lion King was definitely one of my favorite movies when I was younger, but we just started talking about like what movies could they do like a live action remake of that they haven't done yet. And, and the first one that came to mind was Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> and we started talking about like how like who could pull that off. And then I forget who it was. Maybe it was my friend Jake said immediately Taika Waititi would kill that. And oh, as like, the director? Or yeah, as, as oh, the director yeah, for that. Yeah, for sure. A Emperor's New Groove remake directed by him would, I would. Who would play the emperor? So I was saying it could be like, I still think uh, it's David's. Yes. He voiced him. I I still would want him to voice him as the llama. I think that's convincible enough that like maybe the voice changes or something. He maybe. couldn't play. He couldn't play Cusco. He, he was just so good. He was. Ju- that's the thing is he was just so good. But I don't think that they would. <laughs> you mean they're not gonna tan him and and darken his hair? They definitely wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, who did we say? There was someone that we came up with eventually that were like he could probably be a convincing one. Yeah, it had to be something t- like kind of tall and skinny, or just at least super skinny. With, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested. You know, The Rock would play uh, Kronk. Oh, yeah. And then I said my pick for Yzma. I said Michael's mom from Arrested. Yeah, okay. That's, I pulled up the picture. Uh, Lucille from Arrested Development, I said, would make a great live action Yzma. She just kind of looks. Very much so. I don't know how old she is or if she could still do it, but just in terms of look, that is immediately what came to mind. But anyway, that's not going to happen, probably. I don't feel like that was a very popular Disney movie. Not one that they'd want to put all that money into. You could, I mean, they could totally... They could do whatever they want. Yeah, we say that. It's not like Disney can't afford to pump out like a $150 million movie. Right. They're, yeah. doing, they're doing pretty okay. So. All right. Well, I think we, we talked about a lot. Definitely hit a lot of baseball. We... Got to talk about a little bit of football and our... Who cares about football, really? (laughs) (laughs) We we got to talk about uh, some of our Comic-Con takes. But what we are most excited about... Yes. There is Hot Dude Alert merch. Merch! On Amazon. And you may be thinking, it's too soon for merch, Michael and Andrew. You don't even have that many fans. We're only doing this for the money, so joke's on all of you. (laughs) (laughs) But if you go on Amazon right now and you type in Hot Dude Alert, I believe I'm going to do it right now just so I can confirm. The first thing that should pop up is a Hot Dude Alert picture, picture, T-shirt. So do that. It's yes, we got Hot Dude Alert T-shirts. We got a sick sweatshirt all about the crew neck sweatshirts. They come in uh, kids and women sizes. So please Go buy, support. It helps us keep doing this. And we love you all. Peace. If you don't buy our merch, AJ Preller is going to trade another fan favorite player. Oof. Sorry, guys. Do it. Buy it now, please. Deuces. Bye.